sometimes I feel like Monday comes at me so fast, but like it's still January. How is that possible? I feel like Christmas was four months ago. This month is crawling along. Today, by the way, is Monday, January 13th. There are still 18 days left in this month. We aren't even halfway to February. <laughs> Hi and hello. You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. I won't try to sell you an e-course and this isn't a TED talk. Think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams and today by the way is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I know you have a lot on your to-do list so thank you for letting me come alongside you as you get stuff done. I am so glad you're here. Today's episode is going to be a little meta. It's a podcast episode about podcasting. I want to tell you a little bit more about my hopes for today, by the way, and then after the break, drop some truth bombs about how podcasts make money off of you. There's a lot to learn today, but I hope as a podcast listener, it's interesting to you. Stay tuned through the end, though, as the Today, by the way, challenge is toward the end of the show today, and it's a really good one. So to start, here's some history about me and podcasting. In 2015, I was winding down my bloggers conference and giving up my fashion blog. I had spent so much time doing something without Chris that I wanted us to have a creative project that we could do together. So we started a podcast. It was called Mom Jeans and Dad Jokes. And if you heard even one episode of that, would you let us know? We would love to know who here knew us from that there. We loved doing it together and right out of the gate, our show did pretty well. We hit New and Noteworthy, which is this section of iTunes that features new or noteworthy podcasts. And from week one, we had paying advertisers thanks to contacts I had pitched from my blog. We simply talked about one issue, like fitness, and what it was like before and then after kids. But there was a lot of tangents and laughter, and we published it once a week. But then we pod faded in less than six months. Pod fade is a term used to describe a podcast that just ceases to be with nary an explanation. One day it just stops publishing new episodes. Kind of like all those fashion blogs that I used to read circa 2008. I still have a folder on my computer with all those blog URLs in it. And I open it up and it's like, ding, 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 ding. and there's only two of those 13 still making content. Well, that's what happens to podcasts too. Podfade is real. It's very easy to start a podcast, but it's much more difficult to sustain one. I think there may be a misconception that we just turn on a microphone, upload it to the internet, and ta-da, it's here. But here's the truth about most podcasts. The part that you hear, this part, well, this is the easiest and the most fun part to do. For this show and the two shows I worked on before this, I spent three times as much editing the show as I did recording the show. And then there was the work of uploading, writing show notes, and promotion, and marketing, and most podcast episodes have fewer than 100 downloads per episode. And like this one, are a one-person production. That's a lot of work for a hobby. Right now, I put about 20 hours a week on this short and sweet show. And here are two facts that are true and completely astounded me when I learned them. Number one, most podcasts pod fade around episode seven, meaning they never make it to episode eight. 
two, 90% of podcasts listed on Apple Podcasts are not in active production, meaning they have not created new content in the last 90 days. 90%. That's crazy. Chris and I made it further than episode seven for mom jeans and dad jokes, but not by much. And I will say that behind the scenes, we were doing okay. Chris works for a startup and he just got really busy. And I was just not experienced enough or disciplined enough to carry the full weight of the production by myself. And the bigger truth is this, the podcast didn't really have a purpose. We weren't trying to serve other parents or offer advice or build community or connect with others in a meaningful way. We just thought it would be fun to talk to each other and start a podcast for the sake of entertainment. Our why was pretty weak. Then one week a kid got sick and the next week we went on vacation and the week after that we needed to rest from our vacation and we just, we just never came back on air. We always meant to, but we never did. I finally let the domain name go last year and deleted the show off my host provider, but I missed it. In 2017, I started working for a nonprofit ministry called Birds on a Wire, and I still work for Karen Stubbs, and I get to help them with their social media marketing, and I love that job. I was surprised to learn that I actually prefer doing my creative work for someone else within their established framework. I had been hustling as an actor and a blogger and a podcaster for so long. I feel, and I still feel, a lot of freedom working for a company where I'm not responsible for every little thing A to Z. So honestly, it's a little nerve wracking to do a solo show, especially because this is kind of a new genre. It's a blogcast. It's a personal blog in podcast form. But listen, we are 13 episodes in. The show is seven weeks old and I am still loving it. I hope you're loving it too. I am so grateful for you. Here is my big hope for today, by the way. I want it to be more than just a blogcast. I want there to be a community of moms around it. I want us to establish an earnest network of internet besties. What's a bestie? Well, a bestie is a friend that you can trust, a friend who makes you laugh, a friend who tells it how it is, but always out of love, but ultimately is a friend who gives you the benefit of the doubt even when you do not agree. I want us to have a dependable, kind group of women where we can each share our recommendations, our prayer requests, and of course, wholesome memes. (laughs) Anything from parenting advice to things that make us laugh out loud. I want today, by the way, to birth a community of women who are dedicated to lifting other women up. I'd love there to be mom's night out gatherings across the country, gift exchanges, an active Facebook group, a book club, a podcast club. It's just so much. And I think too often we are quick to blame social media for our unhappiness because, yeah, social media can cause us to feel falsely connected with people that we're not connected with anymore, or it can cause us to compare ourselves to one another. But, but I truly believe that the internet, when used well, can help women feel less lonely. We find each other in our shared stories. We connect with those in similar seasons or connect with mentors. It can honestly be the first step in an authentic friendship that transcends an internet connection. So to me, today, by the way, is more than a podcast where I share weekly deals and tell funny stories. The by the way part in the podcast name isn't just like, oh, hey, side note here. It's a nod to coming alongside you. Friendship by the way of a podcast. 
For today's Sponsor Spotlight, I want to share the love about a mom-owned business that is my absolute favorite brand to get kids dress-up costumes from. I have two girls, ages seven and five, and for three years, we've been loving Little Adventures. If you've seen my little one Lucy in real life or on my Instagram, she's very likely wearing a dress inspired by Ariel's day dress, you know, that teal and black dress that Ariel wears when she has legs and no voice and she's enjoying her day with Prince Eric. Well, Lucy has been wearing a dress like that every three days for three years. Basically, I wash it, she wears it, I wash it again, she wears it. Two moms founded Little Adventures with the goal to make machine washable, comfortable dress-up clothes for everyday play. We have bought so many of these over the years, and Jude even has their Peter Pan-inspired costume. Lucy claims that most clothes are itchy, but not these, which is why she always wears a Little Adventure dress as soon as one is clean. So check them out at littleadventures.com. Code Indiana 15% saves you 15% off your first order. Okay, there is not a deal segment on today's show because I was talking to a friend of mine recently and she had like 100 questions about how podcasts make money, how I plan to make money. So today I want to explain as best I can how the business of podcasting works. You are a podcast listener, but you may not know how your listenership benefits the ones who make the content you're listening to. As you might know, I previously hosted a well-known podcast that I did not own. I was hired to host the show for two seasons, and recording it and doing a first-pass edit for two years was my full-time job, and I really enjoyed being a part of that community. I was paid a small episode stipend as well as a percentage of the advertisement fees that we got. I have said that my hope for this show is that I can bring it to you every weekday morning, which in full disclosure means that this podcast needs to be profitable one day. I'm giving this show my all for six months in the hopes that sometime in mid-2020, podcasting can be my full-time job again. This podcast is less than two months old, and I continue to be humbled and grateful for the reviews you leave, for the amount of participation each episode has, and for the community that's already growing around the show. I literally cry and say a prayer of thankfulness anytime someone takes the time to leave a thoughtful review or to send a kind email. It means so much to me during this launch phase where I'm questioning myself, honestly. I'm like, oh, am I, are people liking this? Does this resonate with anyone? Should I keep doing what I'm doing? And when I look at the Apple podcast charts, today, by the way, is one of the few independently produced new shows consistently doing well. The landscape of podcasting is changing. The shows that get a lot of press have a celebrity at the helm or they're in the true crime genre and they have network or studio backing. So that's shows put out by Gimlet or NPR or studios that can invest in producing this kind of content and paying for that caliber of a host. Uh, today, by the way, I am the only employee. I write the show, I record it, I edit it, I upload it, I do the show notes and I try my best to market it. I'm completely dependent on our community of listeners to spread the word about it because, well, I am not a celebrity. I don't even have a swipe up. <laughs> I don't have studio money to promote the show, and I don't have well-known guests on the show to promote their stuff, so I don't get to use that tactic to use them to help spread the word about the show that we're doing here. Most podcasts make money one of three ways or a combination of these three ways, and the more listeners they have, the more money they can make these three ways. 
The first is via advertisers or sponsors. And typically, those are done in what's called a group buy, meaning a brand like like FabFitFun will approach an agency that specializes in placing podcast advertisements across a number of shows at once. The brand will say, okay, we have X amount of dollars and we'd like to reach X amount of people in a certain demographic. So say women ages 26 to 34. The agency will look at their roster of shows that they represent and then will negotiate a group buy, which means the agency will say, okay, we will run your ads on these 10 shows so you get half a million listens for whatever money. And then the agency will keep a percentage of that and then pass the rest of the money on to the company that produces the show. And that's why you'll hear the same ads across the number of shows that you may like because they're trying to reach you, which is kind of cool when you think about it. I love brands that take a chance on podcast advertising. Podcast listeners are savvy and smart, and they are typically really wise consumers. So I love brands that want to reach out to people like us. But typically, your show can only be a part of these group buys if you can guarantee that at least 10,000 people will hear that ad. And you can increase your rate if your audience is larger than that. We are not here yet with today, by the way, but maybe we will be one day. I am all for advertisers helping creators to make a living doing their passion projects. Okay, the second way podcasts make money is by listener support. A lot of times that means we deliver extra content, so extra episodes or printables to a site like Patreon. Personally, I love this. I support three shows on Patreon and it's absolutely worth the extra money per month to support independent creators and get that extra special episode that I can't get anywhere else. I found that content on Patreon is a little more off the cuff, it's funnier, it's less produced, and I just love that. I pay for Bachelor recaps from Knox and Jamie at the podcast, and I don't even watch The Bachelor. Their recaps are the funniest thing ever. Full disclosure, I would love to do a monthly Ask Me Anything episode of Today By The Way or some kind of spinoff show like Conversations With Strangers and put those on Patreon to help me offset the cost of making a podcast and then to help me connect better with a subset of listeners who really, really want to help build this community that's being birthed out of this podcast. So that's part of my long-term plan here. The third common way podcasts make money is by the host selling you something, like their e-courses. Jenna Kutcher does this with The Gold Digger. She uses her show to establish her expertise, and then she's able to point people to her coaching services. I took one of her Instagram classes a couple years ago, and it was over $100, and there were over 1,000 people in the course. You do the math. I don't have any e-courses to sell you. I don't think I ever will. The only thing I am an expert at is eating chicken wings. I don't think anyone will sign up for that e-course. But shows also make money on affiliate advertising. If you ever saw a like to know it link on Instagram, that's an example of an affiliate ad. If you use that link and buy something, the person who posted that link will get a small commission. It doesn't change the price of the item. It's just a small kickback, like a finder's fee for the person who posted that. I use affiliate links on today, by the way. You can even see a whole Amazon storefront that I have of my favorite products at amazon.com slash shop slash Indiana Adams. And if you buy anything, I may get a one to 3% commission off of those links. So thank you. But here's what I need you to know. Anything that I talk about on this show are actual deals or life hacks that I want to share with you. And at this time, brands are not paying me to promote them. I do sometimes get a referral fee, like a tiny bit of commission if you use my links on the website, but I'm sharing what I want to share because I want to, not because I'm trying to squeeze money out of you. 
I made $15.11 total off of all affiliates and referral links in the month of December. So I'm clearly not in this for the big bucks. So far in January, though, I'm already at $12.81. So watch out. <laughs> I'll try to make sponsored content very obvious during this show as it will fall in the middle of the show and will be set apart by music. But my hope is that I'm always in a position where I can be selective about the brands who want to buy ads because I'll have backers on Patreon and a little money from affiliate ads. But here's what you might not know about small podcasts like this one. It's actually very difficult to get brand sponsorship with a listenership that's under 10,000 listeners a week. And unless a show can get 20,000 listeners a week, it's really hard to do this as a full-time job. Like I said earlier, the average podcast has fewer than 100 downloads per episode. So most independent podcasters are doing this for the love of their community or to establish their expertise to sell you something else they've created, not to be a millionaire. Hear me carefully. I am grateful for every listener that this show has. Good things are made slowly, and I'm trying to grow well instead of fast. And if you do listen to a lot of independently produced podcasts, especially podcasts made by other busy moms, shows like this one, or Journey Women, or Risen Motherhood, or The Mom Hour, or The Birth Hour, your kind words, you shopping through the links, your support on Patreon, that's all huge to us. And lastly, I'd love to know what other podcasts you're listening to these days. Can you tell us on Instagram at Today By The Way? I'm sure other people would love to look through those comments and check out some other shows. Okay, okay, I know I'm running overtime today, so I quickly want to tell you about this week's Today By The Way challenge. Last Friday, I shared a story about a woman who stopped me to encourage me at Costco. And on Instagram last night, I told another story about a kind stranger who overheard my best friend and I at a thrift store. We were poor waitresses trying to furnish our new apartment with only $50, all the money we could spare, and we could not afford both of the recliners we loved. A woman worked there and she came up to us and asked, did you see that older woman in, in the purple sweats? And we shook our heads no. And she said, well, she bought both chairs for you. And Brooke and I sobbed. I still think about this woman, how she didn't tell us herself, how she was just so aware of the others around her and how she didn't stick around to see our reaction. And it made me curious. What's the kindest thing a stranger has ever done for you? I'd love for you to share that story on Friday's show. Get in a quiet place, like your closet, and record a voice memo on your phone. Start with your name and where you're from and tell us in three to five sentences a kind thing a stranger once did for you. I hope it will inspire other acts of kindness. This week, our Today By The Way challenge is to pay it forward without recognition, without telling anyone on social media, without fanfare. Demonstrate open-handed generosity and tell your kids why. Share the story of how someone was once unexpectedly kind to you and together with your kids if they're old enough, think of a sneaky surprise you can do. It doesn't have to involve a lot of money. You can just leave a post-it note that says you're beautiful in a public restroom. You can leave a snack for your delivery person even though it's not the holidays. And if you know someone going through a hard time, you could just leave a bouquet of flowers on their porch without a note. I don't want to see any Today By The Way challenge hashtags this week. Don't do it for the likes. Do it because this world isn't a terrible place with people like you in it. And this is also the longest month ever, so everyone could use a little more unexpected kindness. 
All right, friend, that is it for today. This was a deep dive on my hopes for this podcast and the business of podcasting. I got to tell you why we love little adventures. And our Today by the Way challenge this week is to do a random act of kindness for a stranger without telling anyone else on social media what you did. Instead, tell us how a stranger once encouraged you. Everything we've chatted about today is at todaybytheway.com slash episodes, and there's no more Monday morning emails. Instead, those come on Wednesdays because it's just an easier day for me to write them, and they're way more fun. You can sign up to get those at todaybytheway.com slash subscribe. You guys, I told you I cry every time someone takes the time to leave a kind review, but recently someone showed me how to see reviews left from people in other countries, so I got to cry a little more. Mama McDonald from Canada says she can't wait for this to be a daily podcast. C.R. Burghardt from the Netherlands says that today, by the way, feels like you are literally hearing from a girlfriend and it makes school pickups way more fun. And Jenna Ritchie E. from Canada said that I'm your best friend coming to you twice a week and to do yourself a favor and subscribe. And you guys, she spelled favor F-A-V-O-U-R because she's a cultured Canadian. (laughs) I love these so much. Thank you for listening, especially today. That was a lot. And thank you for encouraging me. I am so glad we're doing this together. Today's a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.